for an evening filled with paranormal, special guests, interviews, haunting stories, creatures of the unknown, and tales that will chill you to the bone. Brought to you by the UPRN Network and Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. Take a walk into the night with Sean Kelly. Hey, good evening, everybody. How are we tonight? This is I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, this is my show, Into the Night. Um, we are on UPRM Radio, 105.3 New Orleans. How is everybody tonight? Uh, please jump into the conversation, you know, leave a comment or or whatever. You know, I just want you to sit back, relax, and, and just enjoy tonight, you know. Nothing serious has happened. Um, I am on vacation, so I am a little bit more relaxed tonight. So it was pretty cool. Well, we had an interesting show on Chase and Prophecy tonight. You know, um, the second hour. The first hour was pretty cool. Uh, we talked about UFOs and stuff like that. Um, I really, you know, I really need to go and... Uh, Doing research on on all these different people. Hey, Tommy, how you doing, buddy? Happy birthday to you, buddy. How are, I'm doing great. Couldn't be better. Happy birthday, Tommy Miller. Happy birthday, bud. And um, so it, it wasn't bad at all. Um, then we talked about the Hinsdale House, and I'm just going to recap a little bit of that. Um, so this uh, past Friday, we were... We got to investigate the Hensdale House, and it is a well. You're welcome, bud. And it's a real well. It, it's a real well-known place for a lot of paranormal investigators go to. It's in Hensdale, New York, and it's a little small, little white house on a bunch of property. Um, and the property was fascinating. Um, very, very beautiful place. I mean, the property was just downright gorgeous. You know. And so that Friday night, we uh, got into um, investigating it. And it was a very, very small house, a, a couple stories, which I think really started all the really paranormal activity, I do believe, in that house, was at one point in time, there was two brothers um, that lived in that house. And the deal was there, there was a stagecoach that would go by buy the house, and these two brothers would either rob the people, I mean, rob them or kill them, and then bury them on the property. So, and and I, and, and there's another thing I'm going to get into later on in the show, and I, I want, would like to have your opinion on it, but um, that's where it started. Holly, hey, Sean, didn't mean to freak you out by asking the spirit to move the down. Smooth to move the clown. Oh, ah, oh, you did. No, Holly, you're, you're, it's, it's okay. I have to tell you guys out there, Holly Brown, it, don't, don't worry about it, sweetie. But, you know, I can go to the most haunted demonic house and investigate it, okay? And I can go um, to places that people wouldn't want to go to. I'm not afraid of it. But you put me in a room full of dolls 
dolls. I'm talking any doll, all right, or clowns. That's it. You know, that that was it. I'm, I'm not there. I'm gone. I'm definitely gone. <laughs> so what Holly was saying was that there was a little, like, rattle that would move. I mean, and it was a clown rattle. That thing creeped me out. Uh, Ryan was with me, Ryan O'Shea, um, and he was filming me upstairs in the second room, upstairs in the bedroom. And uh, and then when I found out that was a clown, I said, dude, you got to hide that thing from me because that that's really creepy. It, it just clowns and baby dolls. It just creeped me out, you know. So um, it was a good investigation. And uh, it, it, it's... Um, I wasn't disappointed. We did get some good evidence, and yes, it's definitely haunted up there. Okay, um, we got some reactions. Jason, he got it, he actually heard a woman's voice in the closet that I was at the beginning of the night talking to a girl by the name of Mary. I mean, there's so many possibilities. Maybe I was talking to Mary. Come to find out, she might be still alive. So it could have been another, you know, drifter spirit, or it could have been the daughter Lauren, her sister Lauren, who passed away, literally. But um, we don't know. But what was really cool about it, I was getting all that activity up there on the K2. If anybody watched um, uh, the live stream we had, um, we um we were getting hips and then actually talking to a woman because that's what i thought was a woman there now all right and then jason picking up that little evp in the morning you know actually hearing a girl's voice so that kind of solidified the fact that there is a woman spirit in that closet it had a mirror and it had a chair and a lot of people have claimed that um there was a lot of uh that was like one of the big hot spots of the house to go to. And, you know, I like to go in and I like to go in at first and because I just want to get it over with, see what's actually happening. And, um, and then after that, went downstairs and uh, we were in the living room and the K2 meter was going off down there. The REM pod was going on down there at the trip ball trip line that was going um so there was a lot of activity but we have this uh Jess, jessica she has this little round ball okay and we call it the cat ball because it looks like a little ball that a cat could play with okay and it lights up when something touches it all right and that ball was going crazy honest to peep and I will tell you this, there were some animal spirits there, dogs, cats, you know, it was crazy. And um, I remember we had the, the REM pod on the chair with the little cat ball. And I do believe at one part of the night, one time, at one time, like the REM pod went off and um, the little cat ball was gone. So it was, it was pretty interesting. So we, I don't know, we live streamed until about 2, 2.30. Then we took a break. 
and then we went out. I didn't go outside. Um, Jessica, Brian, and Jason went outside. And they said it, it was really calm. But when you walk into the uh, uh, into the woods up there, you walk up, there's like um, tired, tired things, whatever. Steps going up into the forest. <clears throat> and um, they really didn't get too much, but, you know, it did creep them up. Now, what was really fascinating about up in that area, okay, you know, in the back of the house, they had these steps that you walked up, you know, into the woods. And right in front, there was called, um, oh, it was a tree uh, with all kinds of trinkets on it. You know, I saw a bow and arrow made out of wood up there. Saw a little casket with black agate in it. Um, there, everything. Um, they call it the offering tree, okay? And um, and how that became the offering tree was that there was a psychic that uh, went there, and she actually was up in the woods, and she caught this like amazing energy there at the tree. And so from that time on, anybody that goes there, they put little trinkets there. And whatever you want to put there as an offering. It's called the offering tree, something like that. But it there was a lot of pretty cool stuff on that tree, you know. So everything it was, the whole night, I mean good investigating. I mean we had a good live stream. Ryan did a fan fantastic fabulous job um on it and um, i'm so grateful that he's in our group you know and we're going to do more we're going to do more live streaming because you know we're almost there you know jason was live streaming on his uh on his page and um tommy holly did holly did you watch it tommy did you watch the live if you did would you like to share a little bit about what you thought you know, if you have any suggestions right now or, you know, any thoughts about it, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it. But um, so we are definitely going to go back. Definitely. And uh, I want to do it again. But here's what I wanted to bring up. Okay. Now, we've been, um, we've gone to the Bellwater House. Okay. And it's in Bellwater, Ohio. And what we usually do is that we spend two nights there, okay? And so it was a Friday night. We were there investigating. You missed it, Tom. If you go to the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society page, I'm sure you'll be able to find it and, and watch the whole live. Or go to Jason's page and get his, you know, get his uh, stream. That's all you got to do is just, just got to go to the Pittsburgh Paranormal page. So back to the house, uh, the Bel Air house, Friday night we went down there and uh, it was a happy house, you know, happy, not much going on, um, stuff like that. Holly says, I watched it, wish you were downstairs at the beginning when Jay was getting all the action. Ah, uh, uh, maybe next time. Yeah, Jay did get a lot of them. Yeah, Jason, he did. But thank you. Maybe maybe the next one around we'll get there. We'll see what happens. But see, Holly, for me, the second floor 
you know, when I first walked in the house and I did my walker, I, I had a lot of more thing going on with being on the second floor first because I wanted to really see if um, all the people talking about that hallway that's in the room that uh, had the mirror in it. And it's definitely legit. Definitely. But uh, maybe next time I'll be down there with, with, with Jason. But um, so, like I said, back to the uh, Bel Air house. So Friday night, we had a happy investigation. Nothing was really going on. The house was really, really happy. The energy of the house. Okay. When I, when I say that, the house was happy. The energy that was inside the house was happy. Now, the next night, Saturday afternoon, I remember we just got done eating and we got done eating lunch and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, okay, the house started to change. It wasn't happy no more. It got real evil. I hate saying that word. We'll say the house got mean, okay? And you could just fill it in the air. And and so we just let it go at that, you know. And, it, and Saturday was a rough invest. That Saturday was a rough investigation. We got a lot of stuff, but a lot of unhappy stuff. It, it, it really knocked me on my butt. And so we got to the Hinsdale house, you know. And with all the, the bad things that have happened, the brothers that would kill the um, stagecoach people and bury their bodies or the robin. That, that's a lot of anger there, you know, first of all. And then you got the, the one family come move in in 74. They perform an exorcist, exorcism in the house, and it didn't work. The exorcism didn't work. My question to you, Tommy, Holly, and everybody out there is, do you think that with all the negativity stuff that has happened at the Hensdale House, has happened at the Bel Air House, the house absorbed, the houses absorbed all the negativity that happened, all the hurt, all the pain, and that the houses are actually a separate entity themselves. I want to know what you think. Okay. I just want you to see what you think because, you know, I'm looking at that, what happened at the Bel Air house and the change of energy. Then I'm looking at what happened at Hinsdale. You know, this was the house causing all that stuff to happen. Okay. Now, now granted, okay, in the house itself, there were spirits. You know, and we were getting, you know, legitimate, you know, responses with it. But do you think it's possible that with the house absorbing all the negative energy that the house kind of like makes it haunted? Do you know what I mean? Because Ryan brought up a good point um, at last, yes, uh, yeah, last show. He said, do you know, all the people that talked about it, it's not the spirits that want to go. They say they talk about it. We don't want to go back and see the spirits. The house is what we want to go back to the house. 
I hope you understood what I meant there. We want to go back to the house. And um, and that's the same way with the Bel Air house. Uh, we did go down there twice. And um, the first time wasn't wasn't good. I mean, it, we really didn't get anything. It was the second time that we went. So my, my theory, my belief is with all the stuff that has happened all through the years there, okay, especially with the exorcism not working, all right, that the house is the one that is really causing all this stuff. Okay, Holly, what do we got here? Well, if an item such as a wooden dresser or anything like that can absorb energy and become haunted per se, then why couldn't a house do the same? That's true. That's true. You know, you're definitely right. Now, we'll, we'll, I'll try this. Try it this way a little bit. Okay, a little scenario. So you go to an antique store, right? And you see those old salt and pepper shakers there on the table. Okay. Now, right. So there could be a spirit. Okay. There could be a spirit there that's attached to those. So wherever those salt and pepper shakers go, you know, that spirit's going to go with it. But I went the wrong way on that one. But uh, Holly, you're right. That is true. So when, when Holly says um, where that uh, a dresser can absorb energy, of course the house can. Definitely. So that was a good point you made there, Holly. So I really believe that the house is the most haunt, not the spirits inside it. I think the house is the most haunted thing at Hinsdale. Tommy says, I definitely think it could be. Sometimes you can just feel positive or negative energy when you walk into a room. So why wouldn't it be the same for a whole house? Ah, true, buddy. True. Especially, here's the crazy part about that, especially, if, you know, I was saying about the Bel Air house, okay? Um, we did that Friday night. Every, everything was happy, and then all of a sudden, boom, it changed. So it's like, and then I look at the story of the Amityville Horror House. And I'm sure everybody watched the movie. Okay. And um, the house is the one that was, like, really evil. The house itself. So, and that was probably due to all the negativity stuff that happened there. So, who's not to say that the house that you're living in right now, you know, is haunted? You know, is it the house or is there spirits in your house? So, yes, thank you for your confirmation, Holly and Tommy, because I I believe that, at, especially at the Hinsdale in the Bel Air house, that it is, the house is definitely haunted, you know? It's like, it's like Gettysburg, okay? You get drawn to Gettysburg. You don't get drawn to um, Saks Cover Bridge. You don't get drawn to the battlefield you get drawn to the word Gettysburg. So, yes, that was pretty cool. But all in all, it, it was a good investigation. Learned a lot. And hopefully, you know, um, I'll try to get a reservation in for us to do it next year and try it again. You know, we'll see what happens then. They're very reasonable. The people are really, really, really nice. Um, 
I couldn't say they they were they were wonderful. But I will tell you what happened at the end. This is this is a true story. Okay, this is true. So everybody left. I was me and Jessica. We were the last ones there. Okay. So I went and turned over my car with the key. Do you prefer mug or bar trooper? I like I like mug. I like mug. Mug's good. But uh and birch beer's pretty good too. Birch beach beach beer, whatever it is. But as I was turning over the car, the car completely died, the battery was dead. And um so it was like <laughs> You a real one? What gang? You for mugs or bar trooper? Oh, okay, that's my body, my buddy. Okay, so it's fine. It's good to see you, pal. Good to see. You. But my car wouldn't start. Okay, and I went and I bought one of them battery jumpers. And you know where you stick it on, you turn it on, and it's supposed to jump the car. And my battery was reading it was perfectly strong. It, you know, it was a full charge on my car battery, but it just wouldn't start. And so three hours later, you know, a guy in a tow truck comes up, puts these uh, two, um, I guess it's a real big, powerful battery jumper. And it started right up. Just like that. Just started right up. And... I have never, ever, ever had a problem with it ever again, so far, you know. Um, but come to find out from Ryan and Jessica that there are, and it's just not my car that it happened to, there's a lot of people who have investigated that house, right, always had car problems. Now, the lady who was supposed to let us in, she had car problems, all right? She had a bunch of car problems before she could let us in. So she was running late. So it has to do with something with the cars. And I can just say that mine did not start. <laughs> I mean, I had my keys in the pocket. I had no lights on, nothing like that. It just was fun. Let's see. I had my phone fully charged on me one time. Okay. Did it die when you went? But um, did it die at the investigation? So uh, that's what happened. And then so I didn't get no sleep. I might have gotten a couple hours of sleep. And I uh, uh, just heard something knock on the door. On the wall. Probably a ghost. But um, so after that, I went over to Erie, PA. And I, I enjoyed the last two days. And uh, the spirits drained your battery. Yeah, Holly, they definitely did. No doubt. No doubt they did. But I went over to Erie for the last, next two days, and it was so relaxing. I got to see Prescott Lake or Bay and um, drove around. Um, and I went to uh, an Irish festival they had there. And there was a church. It was called St. Patrick's. Now, it's been a very, very long time. 
And I'm sharing this with my audience. I didn't share it with too many people. It's been a very, very long time that I actually went to Mass or actually stepped into a church. You know, I was raised Catholic. You know, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. And for the longest time, even up to now, as you all know, that I, I hunt paranormal. I deal with demons. I deal with angels. I, I, I deal with the whole paranormal field. And I never made it to church. Okay? Never made it to church. Never stepped into it. In fact, I was so happy when I turned 18 that I didn't have to go. So I went in. Now, I'm 60 years old, right? There was no church service going on. There was the, um, the fair going on there. I sat down, and I just bawled my eyes out. I cried my eyes out. And I was like, whoa, what's happening here? I just cried. It was like, wow, they're still loving this place, you know? But never have I ever cried like that in my life. And what was really cool about it was like two, three thousand pounds of pressure just leaving off my shoulders. You know what I mean? And I was only there for 15 minutes, you know, and any thought that came to my head, you know, I was just looking at the statues. I was looking at the paintings. I was looking at the altar and I just, you know, thought would come into my head and I'd be crying. And, you know, um, so after the 15 minutes, I got up and left. And it was like a big relief coming off my shoulders. You know, all the stress that I had in my life. Maybe it wasn't, you know, because hunting paranormal. I always cry when I go to church and I don't know why. Ah, we need to talk about that one day, Holly. You know, like I said, I think the last time I was in church is when over 30 years ago. That was in the church, and that's when my son made his uh, communion. And um, no, I'll say over 20 years ago, I, you know, I, I was wrong there. I couldn't figure it. It's been a long time. But, you know, and I thought about it. I wanted to speak about it and share it to the world my what happened to me. And I had nobody to talk to about it. You know, and I said, well, I just got to wait till Tuesday, you know. Here's my question. Did I have a spiritual experience? Probably did. Okay. It just felt good. It just felt good to let it go. Is it guilt that I cried about? I don't know. But I know I sat down in that chair and I bawled my eyes out. And what the crazy part about the whole situation was there was nobody in the church at all. He had over two, three hundred people outside, and not one person was in church. Not one. Oh, I'm sorry, one woman. But she was like on the other side of the church. And I was like, wow. Was I happy? No, I wasn't happy. But I wasn't sad either. I just felt relieved. And so I walked out. And it was like nothing ever happened. But for that 15 minutes, I felt love. I felt 
no anger. I felt um, that that I was a bad person. I didn't feel none of all that. I felt love when I walked in. Holly, maybe that's what's going on, is that you feel the love when you go in. I still have a hard time with church, you know, and, and there's some things that I'm still confused about and about the Bible and stuff like that. So I'm not there. I'm not there. That's true. It could be. But there, it, it's like right now I can take it or leave it. You know, it's that simple, you know. But it felt good to go in there. I don't know what prompted me. It was crazy because when I was in Erie that, that Sunday, I had other things to do. Believe it or not, I was going to go to the casino because there was a casino across the street from the um, from where I stayed at up there, Red Roof Inn. So what I did was I, I had dinner, and I'm sorry, I had breakfast at Country Buffet. Oh, Golden Corral. It was a good breakfast, too. Real good breakfast. And I just typed in my phone. I just typed in. I said, things are doing eerie today. And that's the first thing that popped up. And of course, I'm Irish, and I got to go to the Irish Festival. But what drew me to go into that church? It was like I was being pulled, you know? Maybe, you know, I don't question anything no more. I accept it. I mean, I didn't set out after breakfast to go directly to that fair so I could go to that to church. I didn't. It, it just it just happened. Never made it to the casino. But I was so drained. I was so drained from crying, right, that I just went back to the hotel room. And I watched the Steeler game, which they need to be. <laughs> that was a bad game, guys. But so, what happened? Was I was I drawn there? Was I led there? Was I supposed to go there? I believe I was. I believe I had to be there for that situation. And then I came home. And then today, I got some good news. Today, about a month or two ago, I put out on um, on Facebook before a show, I was like I was getting a truck. And I had a contest. Like, I asked you guys to pick out, you know, the four different colors. And, um, and I, the blue one. So today I signed the papers for my truck and I got Alto Blue, which is a very dark blue. It's almost like black. So I was like, that's cool. I was happy. So I'm excited. So now they have to take it. I think it's in Mexico, but they're going to um, build my truck now. I probably won't see it for about six months, but I can guarantee it, buddy. I can guarantee it. I will take a ton of pictures about it and I will post it on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society page, and on my page, too. And maybe I'll get my producer, Joe, to throw up a couple pictures. Tommy says something. 
Tommy says that sometimes the universe sends messages about what you need. Sounds like it was meant to happen. Thank you, sir. I totally agree with you 100%. And uh, so things are working out okay, you know. Um, we'll see what's going to happen down the road. Just got um, a text message from DeMarco's restaurant, my friend Jared. Best food in Uniontown. I'm telling you, if you live in Pittsburgh or down Washington, Uniontown, you got to go to DeMarco's Bistro because their food is outstanding. So what Uniontown does every year around Halloween, they have the ghost walk. There's like a couple places. There's like three or four or five places that, you know, that are haunted down there. And this, that Union Town ain't a big town. It's a small little town. And, um, and they have little ghost walks. And it works out great, you know. And I think I'm going on, this would be my 13th year down there doing it, you know. And, uh. I enjoy doing it. And what we do is everybody goes, does the walk, and they go to, like, to the state theater, to the prison, and a couple other, uh, the graveyard. There's a story behind it, and um, the cemetery. And then DeMarco's is the last stop. And what we do is that we give little mini investigations up on the third floor. At the time, you know, when Union Time was really, really thriving, the Marcos of, you know, the third floor was a brothel. Um, and so there they have the Madame who took care of the girls, right? And she's the most dominant, dominant spirit there. And she hates men. Then <laughs> that's the truth. And so what we do is the people, the groups that come in, we take them upstairs, right? And um, we give them investigations. So it's pretty cool, you know. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping um, that one day that we can go down there and actually film a couple shows, like at the State Theater at DeMarco's, because the State Theater down there, there's a really rich history behind it, and um, it's definitely haunted down there, you know? Um, Uniontown is definitely haunted. So is Brownsville, PA. Oh, my God. You have Nemeclone Castle down there. I remember when we first started PPS, we wanted to get into Nemeclone, and I went as far as giving them a donation. I'm not going to tell you how much, but it was a decent, I mean, I didn't know really pay for it, but I really wanted to get our team into there. You know, this was back in 2007, yeah. And um, I remember the one situation, we were in the little girl's room, you know, in her bedroom. And this is a true story, true, true, true. She was in the living, we were in her bedroom, and all of a sudden, they had this rocking horse, and all of a sudden, the rocking horse decided to go back and forth. There were no wires, there were no trip wires, there was nothing electronic. This horse was going off by itself, right? And then John came up, and he said, can you go faster? 
And by God, the horse went quicker, really fast. So imagine sitting in a room looking at a rocking horse, okay, and someone actually, you know, saying, if you're here, can you make that move? And it started moving. And then John came up and said, can you make it go faster? And it went faster. So that that was pretty cool. But that was in early, early um, 2007, something like that. And um, back then, we really didn't have the equipment that we did have today, you know. And that was um, pretty uh, interesting. I love Nemecon Castle. It's definitely haunted. And you should go down there. It's in Brownsville, but you should go down there around Christmas because they're really, really decorated for Christmas. It's really pretty, really beautiful. I like just going down and looking at it on the outside of it because it is gorgeous, you know. So and then we had, there was a situation. We were on the news, um, WTAE, and you can catch that on YouTube. Just type in Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, WTAE, Wendy Bell. And uh, she had an experience, too, you know. Real, so these are some of the old time, old ones that I had. I remember um, the old investigations that I first started off with. And I remember our first cemetery that we ever did was called Restland Cemetery. It's up in Monroeville. And so we walk in, you know, we're walking and... All of a sudden, my friend Carmen, who started the group with me, took a picture up in the sky. Just, just took a picture. <laughs> and what we saw on the on the camera, because it was a digital one, was a orange orb. Okay. Now, Tommy Holly, you know, and anybody else from Pittsburgh, you all know Eaton Park Smiley Cookies, right? Okay. Well, this one was an orange smiley cookie, and it had a really, really mean face. I mean, seriously, it was mean, honest to God. I have so many CDs that I have now that one day I'm just going to sit down and look at them all. But um, that was my very first uh, orb that I caught, you know. The angry smiley face. That is so, yeah, hey, Carmen, how are you, honey? You remember that? There's my girl right there. He started the angry smiley face. Yeah, that one. Remember you taking that picture? Ah, it's good to see you, hon. Congratulations on, on your weightlifting and stuff. How's your um your podcast going? She has an awesome podcast. Could you please type it in? I, I'm sorry, but I forgot it, Con. Can you type it in and tell, show everybody about your podcast? Um, That would be, like, really, really cool, you know? You can do that. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, when Carmen punches her thing in, you know, in the comments, um, I highly recommend that you go and listen to her podcast. I'm serious because I was on it at the beginning. It's called, okay, everybody, it's called Fear Embodied. That's F-E-A-R, Fear Embodied. E-M-B-O-D-I-E-D. And it's awesome. It's great. I mean, we're graduating. <laughs> it's a very good one. Awesome. 
So please, Holly, Tommy, please tell your friends. Go see Carmen's going on, you know, on her podcast. What's he saying on her? Yes, it's going well. New episode next week. What what day next week, hon? What day is your new episode? So, Tommy, Holly, write that name down. Fear embodied, and please share it with your um, with your friends and other people too. You you won't be you won't be disappointed at all. It's really really good. Now, Carmen, I'm going to get her on my show another day. But um, we we really did some investigating. We had a lot of fun doing it too. But the biggest one that I remember it was during the daytime. Me. Carmen and three others, uh, Chris and Devin and another cat. We went down Blue Miss Road. And then as we get down to the crossroads, there was a path that went to the left. So we decided to follow that path. Now, what was interesting about this path, okay, it wasn't long and it wasn't large enough. Okay, she drops on Tuesday is what it is, Tuesday night. Ah, my night. That's okay. I'll get you on, sweetie. Uh, you can run a rerun. <laughs> I'm just joking. But we made that left hand and went up the path. And it wasn't a path or road for a car. It was a path for a horse and buggy. Okay. And so we walked this path, and all of a sudden, there's this house back here. Okay. And the roof fell in on the house. And... Um, so they, they bought, you know, cameras from Rite Aid, you know, and um, they started taking pictures. So what happened was there was two of them that were on the roof, walking on the roof of the house, and they started to take pictures with this uh, Kodak camera. And, our, and, and back at the beginning, when we first started PPS and doing these investigations, we would meet Sunday nights at Eaton Park and share, you know, our evidence that we got. And I was sitting there eating, waiting for them to come in, and boy, they all come running in, like, all excited, and said, I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? They said, you got to see this, you got to see this, you got to see this, you know? Here they show me the pictures, right? Now, the last four pictures on the camera that they took, they took it from you know, taking a picture of uh, Chris or whoever it was on the roof. There was two of them, and they took the pictures. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, of watching my, my guests, my people, the last four pictures, there was nothing on them. There was no pictures. There was nothing on the negatives, completely black. Remember that car? It was just completely, there was no negative. And that was like so cool. Wait, what's the witch's house? Oh man, I vividly remember that day. Yeah, the witch's house. But you know what? We, you know, remember that? Yeah. I mean, Carmen can come on and she can tell you some stories along with me. It would be pretty cool. We got to definitely get her on here. Um, but don't forget, you know, you got Carmen's show. It's called Fear, F-E-A-R, Embodied, E-M-B-O-D-I-E-D. 
Okay. So that was my experience, okay, um, over the, this past week. And um, it was very interesting. Uh, right now, we have nothing coming up. But, oh, Connor knows something. We even have photos on one camera of all the pics before the path, yes. And all the pics after the path joining the rest of the group. But on negatives, none of the pics from that path or house came out. Hey, Carmen, how about coming on my show, buddy? And we can talk about it some more. I appreciate that. If you can, if you want to, that'd be pretty cool. So if everybody is watching it on the internet, I'll, I'll read it again. He says, Carmen says, we even had photos on one camera of all the pics before the path. Oh, cool. And all the pics on the path joining the rest of the group, but all negatives, none of the pics from that path or house came out. It's so true. Carmen, what are you doing next Tuesday? I'm putting Carmen on the spot. If you want to come on next Tuesday, can you do it? Oh, that would be pretty cool if you could. But um, we'll see. I'll get a message. Hopefully we'll get Carmen on next week or the week before. And I know she's up to. She's a good girl. She's my friend. She really stuck it out with me at the beginning. If it, and she won't admit it, okay? But I'm telling you, if it wasn't for her, okay, really, PPS wouldn't have gotten off. And that's the truth. I think so. Message me. I definitely will, hon. I'll message you tomorrow, okay? Um, thank you for sharing. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, she can come on. She thinks so. So that means Carmen Ann is going, my friend, who is one of the original members of PPS, will be on with me next week, and we can discuss some more of our old, um, we'll talk about her podcast, and we'll talk about how it's going, and what she's doing now, and then talk about the old investigations that we had whenever we started out, you know. Uh, it, it, it will definitely be a great show. So we got about three more minutes left here, okay? Well, three and a half minutes. Is there anybody that has any questions at all that or want to share something that would be more maybe an, a question I can answer for you? Is there anything? Holly, sounds like a good show. Oh, Holly, I'm telling you, it's going to be a great show. It really is. It's going to be a funny show, too. I mean, it is good. You know, Carmen, that's my girl. She's good. You guys will be really impressed with her. I'm, I am. So if I am, you all got to be, no doubt. But, um, okay, three minutes. And I want to thank everybody for coming. But oh, before I go, I have to say it. Um, I still have, you know, a lot of depression. I still have a lot of anxiety. Okay. And I need to tell you guys out there, honestly, that even though I might never see you, never meet you, but I do think about you. And I do pray for you. And I send out healing angels for everybody who needs help. Okay? One day... Someone might be able to sit down and talk to me. In fact, I think that's what happened. 
um, at the church, Holly. I think I was, you know, told to go in there and God sat next to me. Somebody sat next to me. And that's why I bawled my eyes out. There's a lot of people out there who have mental illness that need somebody just to listen to them. Even if you don't listen to them, if they don't talk at all, just be there. You know, I mean, there's plenty of times that I just need a hug, you know, and one day, you know. But I'm giving you all virtual hugs, okay? Everybody. Everybody on my, you know, that listens to my show and listens to the other show. I'm giving the world one big virtual hug. You know, I hope you all feel that. Okay, most definitely it was God, right, Hall? So, again, you know, parents, please, if you can, go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents and tell them that you love them. Because those three words, I love you, goes a long way. And on that note, I want to thank everybody for being, you know, tuning into my show tonight. Next week, we'll definitely have Carmen Ann on. Um, it's going to be a great show. So on that note, good night, everybody, and happy hunting. Bye-bye.